What's going on, everybody? This is Eric Velasquez with Alamo City Agenda, and we are here at the lovely and beautiful Wild Barley. <laughs> so um, we're switching up the location as far as like where we're sitting, uh, just to cut, showcase this beautiful sign that we have in the back. Um, and we're just grateful for Wild Barley having us here every Monday. So thank you guys. So come out support Wild Barley. Uh, you can come in and join as well if you want to come in and ask a question or jump in online and ask a question directly. So we appreciate anything that you guys have um, as far as to be engaged. So uh, thank you, Anthony. Good morning. Uh, Anthony says good morning. Hi, Anthony. So <clears throat> first of all, um, we have here Patrice is Melanson. Oh, oh, I was totally out. It's French. <laughs> oh, it's okay. French. There I'm should off. be a little squiggly being that's, under the sea. I would have still done it. I still do, still done that, in Spanish. Okay, I would have been like okay. Melancon. <laughs> Melanson. Like Melanson. Okay. Yeah. Totally wrong, guys. I'm that's totally okay. wrong. Um, okay. So, uh, and you're running for the San Antonio River Authority Board of Directors at large. Yes, for Bear County. For that's Bear correct. County. That's correct, Eric. <laughs> um, before we get into your run, how was your weekend? Uh, just like, yeah, how was your weekend? Um, it was good. I, um, I really have spent the last probably four days, um, sort of recovering over jet lag. I, uh, think I told you I was in South Africa for a couple of weeks. That's awesome. Um, and, uh, I forced myself to stay up till nine 30 the first two nights because I knew if I didn't get ahead of it and get back on a normal sleep schedule, I was going to be wrecked for a couple of weeks. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So what did you see? Was it like how people envision? South Africa. Like. Well, I mean, it, it, it was amazing. Just the, it's interesting kind of driving through, um, a lot of it kind of reminded me of, of West Texas almost because it's kind of a lot of low shrubs in uh, a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. Um, we were there in what's their spring. So we, you know, bushes and things had not really started leafing out a lot, which was good for animal viewing. Cause I mean, <laughs> right. if you had all these yeah. leaves, you probably couldn't see as many animals, but right. we saw a ton of elephants we saw giraffes literally right outside the car, wow. 10 feet away, um, hippos. We got to see elephants swimming across the Zambezi River. We had to see Victoria Falls. Um, That's amazing. It, it, was, it was amazing. Like, were you scared? Like, well, like I've seen some um, videos where like a cheetah jumps on the car and gets in the car. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know that I was necessarily scared. We were actually in an enclosed van. I know we oh, did okay. see... Um, we did see some groups that were in kind of open air. Mm. Um, they're actually, we, we uh, took one for a cultural tour mm. um, later that week. Uh, and so they're kind of up a little bit higher, uh, but we were in an enclosed vehicle. Oh, okay. And, and honestly, you know, we were very respectful. At one point there were a couple of uh, buffaloes that were crossing African buffaloes crossing. Um, you know, we gave them a wide berth. Um, one time they had some elephants crossing again, you know, stay back. Um, so yeah, I never really, I never really felt afraid. Okay. That's good. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I feel like I, I wouldn't, but then I don't know, like you just when, when don't you're know. There, well, I mean, it's really amazing. And, you know, I took a ton of pictures, but the pictures don't do it justice no. to actually be there and right. see the whole vista. Um, I mean, watching four elephants swim across the river was, <laughs> yeah, it was magical. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I've always wanted to to do something. I'm closest I've been to you know, Disney World. That's it. That's closest. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So let's jump right into it. 
how um oh hold on my bad okay no oh, worries i got my notes wrong oh that's okay there we go okay um tell us about your background and the uh, experience that you have in regards sure. to this position Sure. So I uh, went to college in Louisiana, University of Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns. Um, I graduated with a um, bachelor's in civil engineering. I was on a four-year Air Force ROTC scholarship. So when I graduated, I went directly into active duty Air Force. Uh, I worked as a bio-environmental... Sorry. I was doing the uh, air horn. I was Air Force as well. (laughs) Yay! Very good. Um, so I went directly into the Air Force. Um, I worked for nine years active duty as a bioenvironmental engineer. We focused more on kind of OSHA, um, environmental protection and uh, radiation safety for the Air Force bases. Um, when I transferred out of the reserve, uh, out of the active duty into the reserves in 97, I transferred into civil engineering. Um, which is more focused on base infrastructure. Right, right. Um, I moved up to Austin and went to UT Austin, hook them horns. Uh, for, I uh, did this. No, not this, <laughs> I know, this. I come on, I come on, you, Eric, wake you. up. Not enough coffee. <laughs> um, I uh, got my master's degree in water resources engineering nice. um, and worked for 15 years for uh, Camp Duster McKee, now CDM Smith. Mm. Uh, did uh, eight years really focused on water resources projects, water supply, um, water distribution, wastewater collection, stormwater collection, uh, drainage studies. Uh, we did work mostly in the central Texas area uh, for municipalities. We also did some work for the Brazos River Authority. Okay. Uh, one of the interesting projects we did was looking at the southern end of their um, jurisdiction and looking at the possibility of desalination for um, additional water supply source. Can you uh, that explain was, just to the general public what desalination is? Sure. Basically taking um, seawater, which is salty oh, okay. water, um, and taking the salt out of it to be able to use it as a uh, as a source of water. Okay. Interestingly enough, I grew up outside of New Orleans, and I'm going to be going there at the end of the month for my 40-year high school reunion. Oh, I'm wow. sort of can't believe I'm old <laughs> enough to go to my 40-year high school reunion. I but, never even went to my 20th. I don't think oh, I, come on, you I gotta don't go. want to see any of those you people. Go. No, <laughs> um, anyway, my uh, very dear friend of mine, I've known literally since kindergarten, said that they are really, because of the drought and the lack of rain in kind of the central U.S., the they are very worried about salt water intruding into the water supply. So, you know, the Corps of Engineers is looking at ways they can try to, um, to, try to mitigate that. Right, right. So... Um, well, and, so, the, and yeah, the lack of the lack of water too coming into our rivers is exactly a little concerning. Exactly. Is there anything the River Authority can do in regards to that matter? Like that. Well, you know, one one of the things that people probably don't think about is um, one of the things. So I will also tell you, I worked for the River Authority for three years. Okay. Um, I so when I left my the consulting firm I worked for in 2013, I left it to go on extended active duty out in California. I was working for Air Force Space Command doing a facility renovation project for their space operations center. Um, technically, I probably could have asked the River Authority to hold my job because I was going back on active duty, but I felt like two to three years was too long right. to ask an employer to do that. And I had been activated for a year after September 11th. That was involuntary. I couldn't have said yeah. no if I wanted yeah. to. <laughs> and then I did five months in 2008, five months in 2012. And every time CDM Smith was super supportive um, you know, they, well, what's your projects? Let's pass them off to other people. And when I came back, they loaded me up again. 
but two to three years was just too much. So yeah. I resigned. Air Force moved to California for two years. Um, I got selected for a new reserve position in the Pentagon and had to go back to part-time military duty. So I had to find a day job again. A day job. <laughs> and I knew I wanted to come back to Central Texas and applied to um, Austin Water, City of Austin, City of San Antonio. Got hired with the San Antonio River Authority as the uh, engineering uh, Department of Engineering Manager. You got hired back or you? No, no, no. That was the first time. That was the first time I worked with them. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So I had been in Austin for 15 years uh, from 97 to 2013, was out in California for a couple of years. And then in uh, January 16, I started with Sarah. Um, as the watershed engineering department manager, mm. um, and one of the things that the water that the sorry that Sarah has really pushed for the last probably ten or fifteen years is what's called low impact development or LID, and basically what that is is functional landscaping. A lot of times you'll see drainage ditches that are concrete lined. Mm-hmm. It's really probably better to have more vegetation, vegetation. lined because that allows water to seep in. And in addition to reducing the amount of runoff, that also gets more water going down into the soil and eventually making it into the aquifer. Is that kind of like the, the creeks that we have? How, I guess they were saying that they built like those barriers or like the um, the concrete on the side of the uh, the of the creeks. Some, sometimes you sometimes you do have to have. Um, I know there's a couple places. So the Mission Reach is one of the big projects that Sarah did. Probably it's been. 10 or 12 years ago that they finished that project. Corps of Engineers is very involved, City of San Antonio, Bear County, uh, for the funding. The River Authority does have um, a tax base, so they have a um, maximum is two cents per $100 evaluation that's part of the property tax. Mm-hmm. Um, they are not up to that max yet. I don't think they've ever been up to that max. But that money can only be used for planning and studies. It cannot be used for actual capital infrastructure, uh-huh. for the building. So that's where we partner with the city and the county and also looking for federal funding through the Corps of Engineers, um, that kind of thing, to, to be able to actually build it. Um, but on the Mission Reach, um, the River Authority is responsible for the operation and maintenance of that. So they are out there cleaning up after floods. They also have to watch what's going on with erosion. And in some cases, they will have to do hardening so that the bank doesn't erode mm. and if it erodes far enough, it's going to get to roads or buildings that are then going to fall into the river. So in some cases, they have to do some hardening. Yeah. They try to do it with more things like um, you'll see there's one spot on the Mission Reach. I used to ride that very regularly when I worked for the River Authority. I haven't as much, and particularly not this summer with the heat. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a spot where you'll see there are um, they're called Gabian Baskets. So it's basically kind of like chicken wire baskets that have got boulders in it. So there's still void spaces that the water can flow through it. It's not completely impermeable, but it does keep the force of that water from eroding away the soil and eroding away the bank. Okay. Well, now you guys know that's what those are for. Because I've seen those and I'm like, why do they have those? What is that that all about? (laughs) Um, Anthony says, thank you for your service. So thank you. Mm. Um, Thank you. Let's see here. And as far as with the, because uh, you were talking about the the city and everything, I, and I know this isn't a political position, but how how are you going to navigate dealing with the the policies and the politics of working with the city? Well, I mean, I think direct communication and direct conversation with them. Um, I feel like I've got a very strong technical background. 
And I think that that's something that I can bring to our city and county officials to help them really understand the science behind it so that we can all make educated decisions. Mm -hmm. Too many times people hear things and if you don't really dig into it and find out, you know, is that true? Is that really what's going on? Um, So I really feel like I can bring that that science and engineering background to bear to help educate the community and our public officials. Gotcha. So uh, I heard one of the candidates said that the uh, San Antonio River, the Sarah does not have jurisdiction over the San Antonio River, like 19 miles of it. Is that correct or no? You know, I... Because I, I heard, I don't know, I, I keep hearing different things, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know that that's correct. I mean, as far as I know, we have jurisdiction for what they call the bed and banks. So basically where the water is, and there's a certain amount oh. outside of, of, of the water line. Um, I know that we are not responsible for, like, the Riverwalk area. Uh-huh. Um there have been discussions about the River Authority taking over the maintenance of that. Um, I don't really know what the details are, but that the, those discussions have never amounted to an agreement, a contractual mm. agreement being signed for Sarah to take over the, uh, the operation of maintenance. But I will tell you that they do have O&M responsibility for pretty much everything else mm. other than the Riverwalk area. Yeah, and that, that's what it was, the Riverwalk area. Um, right. But... What, who who takes over? Who's, who, who's? I believe the city's responsible oh, for the that. City. Oh, okay. I believe the city's responsible for that. Don't don't quote me on that, but yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's the city. Okay. And it's, I mean, I I get it, but it, it's also weird that you wouldn't let an, an entity that deals with directly right. nothing but the river, right? You know, but yeah, like I said, I wasn't involved in those discussions, yeah. so I don't really know why that never um, came to fruition. Okay, makes sense. Um, like I said, it makes sense, but it does make it. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some of the pressing challenges that are facing the river right now? The rivers? Well, know? so one thing is trash. Mm. You would be amazed after a big a big storm event where yeah. we've got a lot of flow going through the rivers. Uh, if you go down the Mission Reach and ride on those trails afterwards, you will see plastic bags in the trees it, you know, yeah. people just are not, I don't know that they, that they're malicious, but they don't think about when they throw something out of the car. Right, right. Plastic bags, styrofoam cups, plastic straws, lids of plastic, you know, lids of styrofoam cups. Um, you know, everything drains to the river eventually. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that is certainly a big problem. I know that um, the River Authority has tried a couple of different options. One of them is what's called a trash boom. So it's uh, it's kind of a cage structure that floats in the river and it's got booms on either side that have got. um, I don't know what you call them, kind of like um, pool noodles, sort of. So basically, oh, yeah. when the trash comes down the river, it gets funneled into this mm. sort of cage structure, and then it can be cleaned out. Unfortunately, there's so much trash that I know at least, and this is this is from probably 2018. Um, this this particular experience that I'm going to share with you, uh, there was so much trash that it got so heavy that it broke 
the the stay on one side. Well, because it's probably not taking out as much, right? I'm sure. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, and what, once it's busted, all that trash goes down the river. So, so it's a it's a it's a hard problem. Yeah. But really, the the ultimate solution is to control the source. Don't let it get on the ground to then get in the river. Yeah, but I mean, you look at the the big giant trash. What is it? The trash island that's in the in the ocean right now that's floating oh, around. Oh, like it's but it's <laughs> it's frightening right. what we as humans are doing to our planet. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't want to disparage anybody, but people that think that climate change is a hoax. I have to wonder if they're not asleep at the wheel. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, all I know is it's getting hotter and it's just getting worse. Right. I'm like, well, and, and it's getting more extreme because, you know, we've got, this is probably what the hottest summer on record, but it wouldn't surprise me if we had the coldest winter on right, record. Right, right, <laughs> You know, this winter. Yeah, that, so that uh, Snowvid thing was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was the, uh... <laughs> Snowvid, yeah, that was, that was pretty terrible. Um, how do you plan on building partnerships with, let's say, for example, the other Sarah, the San Antonio River Aid, um, uh, the ones who clean up there? Uh, I've seen them. I follow them on on Instagram. They they do weekly cleanups. Is it of the, the water river. the watershed warriors? No, it's the San Antonio River Aid. Um, I'm sure know. there's different different yeah, several. Yeah, I'm I'm not familiar with them, but I mean, I would certainly encourage the River Authority to try to partner with with those folks. Um, I know that we do have, um, through Sarah, there's a program called the Watershed Warriors, or River Warriors, maybe it is, um, that are volunteers that have gotten some training, um, and they go out regularly and, and pick up the trash and, I, and, and you know, do what they can to, to keep the river. And really, it's it's the trash that's the biggest thing that, that kind of community volunteers can be engaged in. Right. And that's the thing is, I've noticed in San Antonio specifically, the nonprofits and the organizations, they don't talk to each other. And a lot of them burn out because they're like, well, we're not getting any help. But nobody's talking to each other. Right, right. And, and nobody's help helping. Each other. Nobody's right. helping, especially with like this, you know, whatever entities are already in existence right now, especially like you guys partnering up with a bunch of these organizations that are doing the, smaller, the same thing. Smaller nonprofits, yeah, right, like right. You have you have the people that are wanting to do the cleanups. Right. Not just, hey, I'm here. I'm, I care about the river. No, like they're actually going. And, right. You know what well, I mean? Well, I, I know you've heard about Basura Bash, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, I am, don't quote me on this, but I am almost certain that Sarah is a partner in that effort. Okay. Yeah. And, and I know that one's, you know, I'll be honest. To me, I feel like it's a publicity stunt to a, to a point because it's like, oh, let's all the city council people, let's go out there and show that we're let me, actually let me, going let out me there. go pick up my token piece of right, trash right and and and, and again i'm not saying that right the I, don't, city I don't want to disparage anybody that. i'm just saying that it's just like once every once in a while right but you have these organizations that are going out there doing it Regularly, constantly right. like you know work with each other you know what i mean so right i don't know just just right it's just one of those things that i'm like uh you know, kind of makes you wonder, right? Well, if, if it couldn't be more effective, it, it, it definitely could be more effective. Yeah. You know, because that's something that I've constantly have heard with these nonprofits. We're like, oh, we're we're doing this. Well, yeah, other people are doing it as well. But what if you guys link up together, right? And you know, with a concerted effort, maybe get some synergy, right? Right. 
So, but uh, so many people butt heads because people want to be in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, so, with your experience with with uh, policy development uh, and your approach, oh, sorry. What's your experience with policy development and your approach to ensure Sarah's compliance with policy and regulations and all that? Um, let me think about how to how to address that. Um, I will tell you that uh, when I was in the military, I spent four years overseas in England. And while U.S. laws don't specifically apply overseas, um, the Air Force and probably the military as a whole has, has made a concerted effort to basically apply them yeah. um, in, uh, in spirit. Um, and I spent uh, probably about a year and a half working with uh, U.S. Air Forces in Europe to come up with um, the overseas environmental baseline guidance documents for the U.K. bases. Um, so that involved looking at U.S. law and U.K. law and regulations and figuring out what made sense mm. for us to put into um, practice mm. at, over, at overseas bases, specifically in the U.K. Gotcha. Um, so okay. I've been involved in, in that. Um, in terms of with the River Authority, um, I'm trying to think if there's um, – I don't know that we specifically um, – I can't think of anything specifically that we worked on while I was there, but, you know, certainly, uh, again, we've got to look at what the county's requirements are, what the city's requirements are, and then, again, look at the science right. and what really makes sense. Um, and, and you've got to also think about the potential economic impact mm. of any sort of policy that you put into place. Right. Um, in terms of compliance, I mean, you, you've got to... You've got to comply. Well, because you're so, also not going to see those policies take into effect for years later. So, sometimes, right. Well, a lot Most of times, of right. The 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 positive impact of those, oftentimes, you're right, are not going to be an immediate. So there's no instant gratification with that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, that is years and years. But again, like I, like I said, the low impact development. Um, that is a program that the River Authority really was kind of the pioneer for, you know, 10 plus years ago. Um, and they really have consistently repeated over and over, LID is a good thing. LID is a good thing. Get functional landscaping. So, yeah. Do you think we would um, benefit if we did like a, which I, I, don't, I don't see it happening here, but like a, like desert scapes for our, our zero scapes. Yeah, zero scapes. Yeah, like oh, for our. Oh yeah. Um, in fact, you know, I know. Um, I believe that I've seen. So certainly with saws, mm. they have done um, the like garden rebate coupons. Right. So if you you can apply, and if you'll replace, I don't know. There's a certain minimum amount of basically grass and put native plants that are drought tolerant, you can get coupons to go defray the costs of buying those plants and getting them put in. So, you know, I certainly think that that's, that that's very, a very viable yeah. uh, solution. Cause I, I think, I feel like that would help in a little bit. Well, I mean, with the, it, with the it, river uh, yeah, I mean, it, it reduces the amount of water that you need and, and, you know, really, it's it's pretty it's pretty attractive. You know, I mean, it's definitely probably different than what most people are right. used to seeing. They're used to seeing their big green lawn. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. honestly, with 
with the trends that we're seeing with the weather, I don't know that that is that that's sustainable in the long term. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm ready to put AstroTurf in my yard. <laughs> I know some people who've done that. You don't have to mow it. Right. You don't, you don't have, have to water to mow it. it. Nope. And then you don't have blow to. Blow the leaves off. Exactly. Just blow it off. Right. Um, so Sarah's budget is critical uh, to its mission. What is your experience with budget management? So um, I will tell you my last two years of active duty. Uh, I left the River Authority in March of 2016. And I left the River Authority to go back on extended active duty with the Air Force. Uh, in October of 2018, Hurricane Michael wiped out Tyndall Air Force Base in Panama City, Florida. And I got a call from a colleague of mine on the air staff, uh, Mr. Ed Oshiba, and said, Patrice, we really need you back on active duty. We need somebody to build and lead a team to get our arms around what it's gonna take to rebuild that base. So that involved getting engineers, to well first of all we had to go out and assess the damage right um and then clean up. i'll tell you <laughs> out of 484 buildings they ultimately had to demolish 300 of those buildings wow. it was crazy the amount of damage that i mean mother nature can really kick the you know what out of you and those buildings are pretty solid <laughs> oh, yeah <usually>. yeah <laughs> so so you know damage assessment then we had to start looking at you know but because we almost had a blank slate, we really took the opportunity to sort of remaster plan the whole base. Um, you know, over time, you know, oh, we need a new logistics building. Oh, look, here's a spot over here. Let's put it there. Yeah. Well, we really took the opportunity to say, okay, let's really look at all the functions on base and really group them geographically together. To, yeah, because you know, usually they're not. Usually sense. they're not really uh, that. Good. Well, no, and that's because you know you start out small, and then as you add, right. you kind of stick something wherever you've got some property. Right, right. So we really took the opportunity to really look at the whole base and plan out what function should go where. Mm -hmm. Then we had to come up with scope and budget, engineer estimates for all of that. So you know, I I have got I've got a goodly amount of of, uh, of experience with just, developing just a little bit, just, just a little, little bit. bit. That, it, that was a four billion dollar oh, project, wow. nice. and I'm super excited. I'm hoping in November that I can go out and really see. I, I follow them on Facebook, and so I've kind of seen the different buildings and you know kind of what they're doing but i hope to be able to go out in november and actually see for myself really what the base looks like right it's That's probably going to cool. take them another i you know when we started this kind of 2019 is when we really got the estimates together and i always figured it was going to take them probably about seven years before they got everything rebuilt mm. so did they I'm assuming they took out all the planes out of there, right? Oh, that, yeah, they had, okay. they had to evacuate them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yep, they had <laughs> to evacuate them. Terrible. Um, what's oh sorry? What's your vision for the San Antonio Rivers, um, and how do you can how do you plan to contribute to this achievement? So you know, Sarah really talks about their purpose is flood control. That's kind of the primary reason that they were formed back in, I think it was 37. Um, their priority is to have clean waters. Again, that low impact development, not only does it slow down and let and reduce the amount of runoff, but it also, that natural filtration filters a lot of those pollutants out of the water. So safe from flooding, clean, and then really enjoyable. Um, the River Authority's done a lot. In fact, they just 
I think in the last couple of weeks, I saw an announcement. There are two more parks along the river that are opening. True Heart and I'm going to draw a blank on the other name. Like city parks? Or um, what do you mean? Well, they're actually going to be Sarah Parks. Oh. Sarah's going to operate and maintain them. Oh, okay. So, uh, so they are along the river. Um, I think those two parks are potentially downstream. Um, but one of the things that the River Authority has been looking at, uh, again, this is when I worked for them for 2016 to 2019, uh, we were looking at how do we better connect with our downstream counties? You know, every, everything right now has been very sort of Bear County centric. This is where the Sarah headquarters is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've spent a lot of money, Mission Reach, Museum Reach, uh, but we're really looking to better engage the board of directors has two members from Carnes, two members from Wilson, and two members from Goliad counties on the board. Mm. So it's a twelve-member board. Quick, quick question. Yeah. Do you feel like the the River Reach and all that, if any of it was unnecessary, like do you think maybe they spent money on things that wasn't necessary? It was too much vanity for it, or no? Do you think it was just the right I amount? Don't- I don't think so. Um, no, I think that they've been very thoughtful about what they've done and how they've done it. Okay. Um, I I really have appreciated. So San Pedro Creek is the newest mm. section that's been most recently opened, um, and there was quite a bit of art yeah. uh, along there. But I really think that that is another way that we really engage the community. And a lot of that art is connected to the history of San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like, you know, it's uh, it's a, more a celebration of the culture and the history of San Antonio. And, and I think that's important. Yeah, yeah, I do think that's important. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly I think the priority's gotta be on the function Mm-hmm. And the safe, you know, the safe and clean. Right. Um, but I do think that there is a place for some of those amenities. Now, I'll tell you right now, I'm a member of the San Antonio River Foundation Board. That's the nonprofit arm of of the River Authority. Okay. Um, and that entity does fundraising, and a lot of that fundraising is used for what are called betterments. Okay. So some of that art can be funded with that nonprofit raised money as opposed to using city and county or tax money. Oh, okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So back to the park. So um, the Escondido Creek Park is outside of Bear County. I believe that's in Wilson County. Don't quote me on that because I'm trying to remember my, I think it's Wilson, Carnes, and Goliad. Um, but the River Authority really is looking to engage those downstream counties more in the activities and in the amenities. Um, so, you know, I, I really think that that the parks are important. And I think if you connect communities with parks, that's going to connect them with the river. And I think that's maybe going to make them think twice before they throw their Whataburger cup out the window. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> well, you don't want to leave those other counties out of the... Absolutely. Of the I mean, they are, they are part of this river. You know, whatever happens up here ultimately gets flows through Wilson, flows through Carnes, flows through Goliad, and, and, and I'm out assuming to the golf. They, they get taxed as well, right? For that, or uh, no? yes, okay. uh, 
I don't quote me, but I can't imagine that they don't that they're not part of that. Right. If they have two cents per hundred, yeah, in their if, they property have, tax. if they have a representative, <clears throat> I'm assuming. Right. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I feel confident that yeah. they are part of that tax base. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and like you know, a lot of like you have the, the new new parks and especially like the Civic Park that they just opened up. Like, I think they want people to go out and enjoy. And yeah, we don't want to see trash all over the place, but right, nobody likes. That. I know it happens a lot, right? You know, when we get careless, and you know, oh, I I dropped a wrapper on the yeah. floor. Ah, it's, it's fine. It's, it's just yeah. one wrapper. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, just, if you know, three thousand people drop one wrapper, that's <laughs> right. a lot of trash. Yeah, yeah. So, pick up your trash, everybody. Right. Pick please, it up. please pick up your trash. <laughs> um, in the realm of politics, uh, conflicts of interest. Um, how would you handle any personal or political interests that come up, if, if there are any? How would you handle I, I, it? I would absolutely disclose it right away, and you know, talk with, um, talk talk with the other board members. And if I need to recuse myself from something, then that's what I'm going to do. Okay. I mean, that's that's the right thing to do. Right. Right. Okay. No nepotism. <laughs> no, no nepotism. No, absolutely not. Um, do you have a? Do you have like a favorite river that you favor? Like you're like, okay, I love this river because I frequent it a lot or anything like that. Um, so I think the Mission Reach is amazing. Okay. Um, I was not here when it was first um, renovated and all of that kind of natural stream channel brought back to bear. Um, when I when I started riding on it, because um, when I was at the River Authority. Every Wednesday during daylight savings time at 5.30, there were at least three, sometimes up to 10 of us that would go ride the Mission Reach. Mm. We'd start at the Sarah headquarters, ride all the way down to Espada, turn around and come back. It's about 20 miles. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it's lovely. And even in the, you know, the three years, I don't ride it as often now, but just to see the vegetation and how it's matured and filled out, um, it's, it's just, it's amazing. It's yeah. lovely. And they got fishes too. They got Big fishes. Old fishes that they are got hanging. Fishes. I see hanging lots of people out there fishing. <laughs> um, what's the level of commitment that you have to protect the river and natural resources and wildlife? Um, absolutely. I, you know, I got into engineering uh, back when I was a youngster. Uh, is when Earth Day started. Yes, I'm that old. <laughs> and it, it just it really caught my interest. Um, so I do think that we absolutely need to protect our natural resources. Um, you know, we in the U.S. and in many developed nations are really spoiled. We take it for you know, granted. We, we turn yeah. the tap on and water comes out. Right. There are millions of people that do not have yeah. access to safe drinking water, period, dot. They've got to go literally walk to a river with a bucket come back with the bucket on their head, walking yeah. back. They spend their whole day doing that. So they yeah. can't have jobs. They can't have careers. So And, and it's probably contaminated. Uh, right. It's probably not that clean. Right. So, um, in fact, when I, was, um, when I was still in consulting and active with the American Water Works Association, which is a professional organization, um, I was active with uh, a nonprofit called Water for People. And they really focus on providing safe drinking water in countries that don't have it. So, you know, our natural resources, I know they seem like they're infinite, but they're not. Yeah, no, no. And, you know, maybe 
they'll last through our lifetime. But what about our grandkids and our grandkids' grandkids and, you know, six generations from now? Right. What what is this what is this world going to be like? Right. It, um, it it's a little bit frightening. And so I feel like this is a way that I can take my leadership from retiring as a general officer in the Air Force to my technical background, working in water resources um, and and really apply it to help our community and help the planet. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crucial. I mean, it, we like you said, we take it for granted. Yes. Every time we're like, you know, even to brushing your teeth or washing right. the dishes, you're like, man, I need to like not use as much water. But you, you just forget. Like, you just, I know, you know. I know. <laughs> well, you know, I, uh, I, during the summer, during the day, I have my thermostat set at 78. Oh. And there are a couple people that are like, oh my God, that's terrible. That's so high. Are you not yeah, sweating? Uh, well, you know, when I'm sitting at my table on the computer, I've got a little portable fan that's rechargeable. <laughs> and I'm good. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, nah, not me. I, 72 is my, my AC. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I can't. You know what? That's that's what's going to happen, though, is the way they build our houses, I would assume, is going to change as well because it's gonna, it's colder now. And, you know, with what happened with, you know, in February of with, 2021, right. like, we were so, like, my house is 32 degrees. Right. You know? Right. Like, if you lose power. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing to shelter you from. Right. It it's, right. <laughs> so, yeah, building building um, construction methods may yeah. certainly morph. Yeah. Um. When we have issues that arise with commercial pollution, um, what does what does Sarah do in those situations? You know, I don't know that we necessarily have any authority in that arena. I will tell you, when I was with um, CDM Smith, uh, one of the projects that I worked on was an industrial pretreatment program, and I'm trying to think if it was for the city of Brian or College Station, I don't remember which entity, um, but the city, I believe, may have that jurisdiction where they, and certainly for commercial entities, there is such a thing as an industrial pretreatment program where there are specific regulations and standards that they have to meet related to their discharge. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's, what are your thoughts on getting people excited like how do you how are you going to get people excited to vote in this election not just because of the constitutional amendments but in your race because let's be honest november's san, low turnout san antonio in general has a low turnout in general but on top of that you don't have a mayor you don't have a city council you have this race and the the amendments constitutional amendments yeah i don't even think there's even any school board right no, no, no. Yeah. It's just anything that's going to be outside of the, the county, which is like Converse and all that. But yeah. So, right. How, well, what? honestly, you know, I kind of made a commitment that I was not going to go fundraise and spend thousands of dollars on ads and signs and all that kind of stuff. But I basically I'm making up small little cards and I'm a member of the DAR. So I've reached out to my DAR sisters. I'm a member of the engineering community. I've posted on LinkedIn. The Daughters of the American Revolution. Daughters of the American Revolution. Oh, American Revolution. Daughters of the American Revolution. No, Daughters of the American Revolution. Gotcha, okay. Um, you know, so I, I really am doing grassroots word of mouth. Okay. Tell my friends, ask them to tell their friends. 
Um, you know, I, I think that's, and then doing things like this, mm-hmm. coming on to, you know, if I'm offered the opportunity to be able to speak to whatever segment of Bear County, right. um, I, I'm going to take that opportunity to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's frustrating because you want people to come out, you know, people have tried and, and done all these things, but it just doesn't push people out. You know right. what I mean? And I don't know, I don't know what it is, you know, cause sometimes they cram it down their throats, you know, like, hey, right. go vote, go vote. But then right. nobody shows up, you know, right. I guess it's the incentive of like, well, what is it going to do for me at the right. end of the day? You know what I mean? So what, what would you say to those people? What is it? What is this position going to do for me? I would I would say first of all that it's your constitutional right to go out and vote, and you know people get frustrated about you know well I don't know how I can make a difference. You can make a difference by voting. No. You can absolutely make a difference by voting because those people, you know, if I'm elected, I, you know, anybody in Bear County, if they have a if they have a concern or a question, they should come to me and ask. I'm there to represent them. So, you know, I I really feel like it's your constitutional right. And if you care at all about your creeks and rivers, then, you know, you should be interested in who's going to represent you and who's going to have an influence on what the River Authority does in their operations. Yeah. You know, and there's going back to that, I feel like a lot of people are tired of the politics of everything and the um it's gotten if, nasty. if people if people get in trouble they don't get in trouble you know i'm not gonna go into so you know it's just it's just it's frustrating for people to come out and they're like well why should i even nobody's care? gonna be held accountable you right, know what yep, i mean right so I, I just we hope that everybody gets is held accountable um and especially in this position to where it's not as in the limelight. No, it's not. You know, it, it is very kind of under the radar in a, in a right. lot of respects. Yeah. And let's change that. So yeah. in, a, in a good way. In a yes, good way. in a good way. So, <laughs> um, so what are some key takeaways for your campaign that you want people to know about your campaign? So I would venture to say that I am the most experienced of the candidates, not to disparage the other candidates who are running, but I've got the technical background. I have the education. I have the experience because I actually worked for the River Authority for three years. So I know how the staff interacts with the board. I'm very familiar with that. I'm a proven leader. I retired as a Brigadier General in the Air Force. I don't know how much more leadership you want. Yeah. Maybe I could have been a four star. I don't know. <laughs> That's up there, guys. Just but, you know. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's interesting. Somebody asked me um, the other day. You know, so what percentage of people make it to general officer? And I will tell you, in the reserves, it is less than 0.1 percent. Yeah. There are 75 general officers, and there's about 70,000 reservists. Yeah. In the Air Force. Yeah. So you know, I feel like I've got the leadership. I've got the expertise. I have the passion. Gotcha. All right. Um, and how can people help you? Or you say you're not really taking any donations, but if you are, what, what, how can people help you or reach out to you? So uh, voteforpatrice.com is my website. Mm-hmm. And I also have a Gmail account set up, Patrice for the number four, Sarah, 
at gmail.com. So um, the way you can help me is you can A, actually get out and vote, and B, tell your friends. Um, If if you don't want to you know, push a certain candidate, just tell them to go to my website, votefortrice.com. It's got my qualifications. They can read all about my background. Um, so that's really how people can help me is by getting out to vote and getting the word out. And important, important information, you can vote for two candidates in this race. Are you sure you can vote for two? Yes, because it's a two-position uh Okay. Uh, there's two positions. Okay, open. that's a little bit different because I thought it was basically you voted for one candidate and whoever got the most votes was the four-year term and whoever got the second most was the two-year term. Right, right. It is. But but, but you can but, vote for two candidates. But vote for two candidates because they, uh, they won't okay. they won't have it on separate. Okay. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. So it'll just be one because I've I looked at the ballot and, and, and it, it is it vote shows for two. just one. It just shows one one uh, block. One block. Okay. So yeah, it's a little bit different than what you guys would normally. I like it better because it's more it's more geared towards like approval style voting, mm, which I okay. like better. But okay. yeah, so um, tell us one thing that people might not know about you. Um, I'm a quilter. Ah, okay. I started quilting probably back in 1990 when I was stationed overseas in England. One of the um, wives of a colleague of mine is a quilter, and there were several of us ladies that got together and took lessons. And I just really enjoy it. It's kind of my creative outlet. Um, and actually, during the pandemic, I sewed a couple hundred face masks mm. through my Daughters of the American Revolution chapter. Uh, they put out a call to all the ladies in, in the area. Well, I mean, I think they did it nationwide. Right. All the different chapters put out a call to their members and said, if you have sewing skills, we'll send you a pattern. We'll send you material. Um, so I sewed probably a couple of hundred face masks nice. during the pandemic. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. It was fun. <laughs> it my, was fun. My, uh, my mother-in-law, she's a quilter and, yeah. uh, she, that's her Christmas gift to us is, um, the Christmas blankets. Oh, nice. And so I'm like, these are some elaborate blankets. They're like, really, everybody's like, everybody wants them. Well, actually she doesn't give it to everybody. It's whoever wins out of the, you know, how you draw. Oh, like a secret you pick Santa. a name. Yeah, yeah your secret Santa. So, um, so you pick a number, and then whoever wins gets the blanket. Wow. I finally won one after all these years. Right, good for and you. Then, <laughs> I was like, I need another one. I need a long, long one. A big one, a big <laughs> yeah, one, yeah. 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 So, no, I, uh, I really enjoy it. it. To me, it's it's relaxing. You know, you've got to concentrate Got to have precise seams. I guess that's kind of the engineer in me. Those things are expensive. I, uh, she 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 showed me hers, and it was like ridiculous. Well, you know, fabric's like, not cheap, well, and yeah. I mean, it is hours and hours and hours. Sometimes, if you do a really large one, yeah, like a bed size one, yeah. it is hours and hours and hours of work. Yeah. So, yeah. thank you, mom. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, to, what is your favorite music genre? Oh my gosh! If you have multiple, that's fine. But I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of stuck in the '70s. Elton John, uh, okay. Billy Joel, okay. Foreigner, Journey. No Boston. disco, though, right? No disco. Uh, really? I don't okay. know. Some of some of it's okay, okay. but okay. I really I don't know. Yeah, like yeah. I said, Billy Joel, Elton John, uh, Foreigner, Journey, Boston, Kansas. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Because I've noticed this as I've gotten older. Is there a music genre that <laughs> while you're growing up you're like eh. but then once you got older you, you're like you look back you're like oh i kind of like this you music appreciate yeah, it. yeah 
Uh, for me, it was like it was the eighties music, and I never I was like, eh, I don't really care for the eighties music. Like Funk Seagulls, or yeah, or like um, Duran Duran. Oh, or, Duran you know Duran, I mean? yeah. And I'm like, eh, you know. And now I'm like, okay, I'll throw it on for it, a little it, bit. It, it is kind of fun. Is it there is any, kind of fun. any music genres um, like that? I don't know that there's up? anything in particular. No, okay. No, not anything in particular. But I do. I am a vinyl geek. I still have Hates vinyl. I, 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 I've been buying vinyl again, and in, it's coming back. In fact, <laughs> back. I actually, my house got broken into, Uh-oh. and they stole. Oh, are we offline? Uh, no, we're on. Okay, okay. so we might have called. Um, they stole my government laptop. They stole my grandmother's 1930 high school graduation ring, which was heartbreaking, and they stole my turntable. Oh, they didn't steal my VCR. They didn't steal my TV. They didn't steal my stereo. Oh, yes, man. What was? What's your uh, prized vinyl? Like oh you're like gosh. you're you're like I don't want to even touch it because I don't want to mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've yeah. got. I've, I mean, I have a stack probably this wide uh, of records. I've seen some that they have like a whole room, and they're still there. Like, time. I'm like, oh, wow, like, wow. wow. Like, I have, I have, probably, yeah, kind of about this. But, but and, and I was surprised because I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I have streaming services. Like, I have Pandora right. and Tidal, but I'm like. I don't know. There's something about, something about the something vinyl, about vinyl that, yeah. and even though it's not true to audio specs, like you're still doing you it got that pop and get, pop and crackle right, in the background, right. and it sounds good. Like I, yeah, there is something different about it. So we'll we'll throw yeah. on some vinyl. Um, you know, even with like my wife has all the Taylor Swift albums. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so it was just. But we have have some Motown and some yeah. some just different stuff, and it's right. just like. I just love it. Like, there's just some some albums that just sound good. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, um, what's the last one? Just cause I, oh yeah, what's your um, what's your go to restaurant? Oh my gosh, my go to restaurant. Small business, preferably. Um. Easy's and Stoneworks. Okay. okay. I mean, Easy's has been around for yeah forever. Yeah, yeah. We usually go there for like birthday occasions. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it fits everybody. Like, yeah. it's, it's uh, one there's of something things. for everybody. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. There's a bison burger. I don't know if you ever tried that. I have not tried the bison burger. Bison. Okay. I never have either. <laughs> I just see. <laughs> Come I'm on, like, hmm. you need to be adventurous. I know, right? I just get the pizza and the uh, yeah. <laughs> I do their uh, superfood spinach salad. Oh, okay. Love okay. it. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for coming thank you, on. Eric. And, I appreciate and you just, giving me the opportunity. If you want to just let everybody know one more time how to get a hold of you. Um, and so, voteforpatrice.com or Patrice for the number four, Sarah, Patrice for Sarah at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thank you, Patrice. Thanks so much, Eric. Melanson. 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 I thought I was going to have it. That's okay. That's all right. Nobody can pronounce my last name correctly. I'm used to it. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining. We'll be here again at 9.30, hopefully. Well, actually, no, 10 o'clock. So come on, join back. And then later on today at 12, we will have Texas House of Representative Josie Garcia to talk about the constitutional amendments. So thank you, guys, and have a great day. Thanks so much, Eric.